Welcome to the Rage for Justice report. This week, I'm Jamie Court, the host, president of the Consumer Watchdog, and we have with us Lisa Tucker, who's the Energy Project Director with Consumer Watchdog. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Jamie. We're going to be talking this week about big changes in the oil industry in California, two big, big changes. One is um, the Department uh, of Conservation and its sister agency, CalGEM, which is the agency regulating oil wells, uh, just made a big, big announcement that they are uh, going to uh, change how regulators are conflicted out of uh, approving oil wells. Lisa, tell us about what the change was and, and, and how it came about. Well, it is a big change. It has to do with a new ethics policy on regulators and their investments in the industry they regulate. Um, it used to be that regulators, uh, state regulators, oil regulators, and, and frankly, regulators and other environmental agencies um, were simply told to uh, reveal their investments, if they were highly enough placed and they had big responsibilities in an agency, um, and they thought it was good enough to just, you know, reveal the investments if they were um, invested in Chevron or uh, Era or any other company and, and kind of leave it at that. Um, and that was always their defense. But, you know, we disclosed, so there's nothing wrong with what we've done. Well, there's a lot wrong with investing, allowing regulators to invest in the oil industry that they regulate. Um, because it was, it was something. It was a. Uh, it was a uh, a um, stone that you threw at the right. uh, at that industry uh, last summer that right. got, caused this policy change. Tell people about that. Exactly. Um, so we we revealed um, last summer that eight regulators at the um, California Geologic uh, Energy Management Division of the DOC were invested up to a hundred thousand dollars in big oil companies that they regulate in the state of California. And uh, a couple of them were very highly placed people who really had direct control over permits and uh, sanctions, enforcement, all kinds of things. Um, and so we, we revealed all of this and revealed the fact that it was an outrage. And the Fair Political Practices Commission did indeed open an investigation into two of the individuals that we named. Uh, one was very high up director of programs, which meant he had control over everything from enforcement to deserted and idle wells, fracking permits, the works. Uh, the other one was a senior supervising engineer who also had control over pipeline decisions. Uh, let, me intervene, let me intervene here. And the reason they opened that investigation is because you're allowed, you were, you are allowed, you were allowed to hold oil stock, but you couldn't hold stock in a company and then make a decision to benefit that company. And that's what we have established with those two regulators, and that's why the FPPC opened its investigation. Correct. That's right. You're not allowed to make decisions that affect your personal financial holdings, and these individuals certainly did and certainly had large enough quantities of money invested in the companies that it would make a difference, the decisions that they made. So absolutely. And so um, we decided to revisit this um, issue again this year and, and look at these financial forms that they have to file every year, and it turned out that they had all um, divested. And so upon further investigation, it turned out that this division now has a completely new um, conflict of interest policy. And it's um, it's a big step forward. Basically, what they're doing is they are prohibiting employees from owning or controlling financial interests in the market sector that they regulate. And that doesn't it doesn't matter whether the business operates in California or it doesn't. So it doesn't matter if the regulators invested in a company that only operates in Texas. They can't 
they cannot make that kind of an investment without specific written permission from the director of the Department of Conservation. And so they, they simply cannot invest in any businesses whose activities include exploration, extraction, processing, refining, retailing, et cetera. So it's a basic, uh, it's a basic outright ban. Other than, the fact, other than the fact that the Department of uh, Conservation director can exempt. Correct. Correct. And, 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 and how many people have applied for exemptions? I believe about 17 of them have been issued so far. And actually, that's the next thing that we plan to get to the bottom of to see exactly what these exemptions are all about. For example, in my review this year, I actually discovered a few more regulators that had owned stock and divested it last year that weren't on my original list. Um, one of them actually revealed that he had a pension plan. He had a 401k uh, at Occidental Petroleum of up to $100,000, and he'd also worked in the industry, of course, previously. Um, it may be that people with, I don't know, this is surmisal, but perhaps people with pensions would need to you know, tell the DOC director, this is my situation, I have a pension, and uh, get permission to keep keep that pension, which is but, understandable. But so presumably, it's, it's, it, the people who are getting these exemptions don't have anything to do with the companies they're investing in, and we can see that, and we'll get a Public Records Act request into. Yes, correct. It. So, so, so congratulations on the good news. Uh, like everything in the oil industry, there's good news, there's bad news. The bad news today is that, um, as we predicted, one of the largest operators uh, in California for drilling uh, has gone bankrupt just last night, went bankrupt. Yes, and uh, California Resources Corporation holds an unbelievable amount of wells, an unbelievable amount of idle wells. We wrote the governor uh, a couple of months ago saying, Governor, uh, this company is going to go bankrupt. The oil industry is bottoming out because uh, we know oil prices went really low, like as low as 12, but negative $12 at one point. Uh, and has bounced back to maybe twenty or thirty dollars, but the industry is not in a good place, and so uh, a lot of well operators are going bankrupt. California Resources Corporation is among the largest of them, and uh, it poses a huge threat to the state because we had asked the governor to require bonding for every well permit he he uh, issued. That would mean the bonding to clean up that well. We know uh, it costs uh, up, up to a hundred thousand dollars to clean up a well, uh, plug it. Uh, and the industry has not put up the requisite money. Uh, they put up a fraction of the am amount of money that's needed. And we said this California Resource Corporation is in danger of going bankruptcy. You need to collect the money now. And he did not do that. And now we're in a situation where California Resources Corporation is in bankruptcy. What does that mean for all the wells they've left idle? Well, it's... Um a super bad news situation because I actually believe that it may be the largest producer of oil in the state. And um, we're talking about, you know, the company um, holds almost 19,000 wells. And uh, unfortunately, about uh, almost 8,000 of them are idle, which means that they haven't been producing um, any oil or just a few barrels a day for the past few years. And um, the calculation is that it's going to cost more than a billion dollars to actually properly plug these wells. Um, and that is a billion dollars that could fall on California consumers uh, if something isn't done fast. And so it's rather outrageous that this has been the situation for so long. Uh, CRC is you know, a big liability for us. Um, you know, overall, to put it in context, 
um, we are looking at a tab of about 9.1 billion. Uh, One billion of it would be CRC, but um, in aggregate for all the California oil companies that they have not put up um, to plug uh, wells that eventually will need to be plugged. And uh, certainly the ones that are already deserted, of which there are thousands, need to be. Uh, And there just isn't enough money to cover all of that. Um, State regulators only made... um, made the companies put up about $107 million, um, which is, you know, way short. So um, this explain, is a- Explain, because we also have a few minutes here. Explain why, how many wells in California are not producing, what a stripper well is. Explain that, that how the, the state in California is running dry on oil and, and how, how exactly what, what the mix is now with wells that need to be put to bed and wells that are actually active. Okay, there are about 107,000 wells in California that are still um, active, but I think about half of, uh, about uh, 70,000 of them are either um, deserted or on verge of being, uh, needing to be, um, you know, needing to be decommissioned. Um, so there's only one third of the wells are actively active in the exactly, state of that. Exactly. Yeah. Only one third of those wells are actually really doing something. Okay, the rest essentially um, either need to be plugged and cleaned up right away uh, in best case scenario, or, you know, there needs to be a plan um, because, and there need to be incentives. You see, they're, they're not, we have financial tools. We can up the fees for keeping your wells idle right now. There's no incentive to actually plug up an idle. Well, it it costs money to keep it operating, but it's a lot less than if you had to plug it. Um, We have assessment fees um, on companies for, um, uh, for dealing with these orphaned or deserted wells they're not high enough, um, and bonding has really just lagged tremendously. Um, however, explain what, a, explain what a stripper well is. That's an interesting concept. Well, the stripper, stripper well. well is exactly that. It's basically a well that um, is not producing. Um, you just keep it alive, and you say it's idle, and you pay fees on it. And in actual fact, it's it's, it's a well that you're just waiting to to unload. And, so it's producing uh, like maybe ten gallons a day, yeah, just to say yeah. it's say it's 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 running really really slowly. Yeah. In the other world, really, really uh, they'd be forced to to put a hundred thousand dollars up to decommission it, but yeah. it's che- cheaper to keep it running Correct. than for the company to pay to decommission it. Scenario for the oil company, um, it's it's mana from heaven if they can find a smaller operator to offload the well onto to sell the well on. And unfortunately, many of these operators are you know not well healed, and so that's how these things become orphaned in the end because these com- these big oil, bigger oil companies find a way to sell the well on so as to not have to deal with it at all and then we end up with them being deserted that's essentially and, 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 and the option the option now is for the state to step into the bankruptcy court try to collect what is owed from California Resource Corporation to prevent it from offloading these idled wells to another smaller carrier so this is going to be a battle the state's going to have to step up it is. But the big the one, you know, it would take years in the courts. But, you know, the one the one good thing is that, you know, Occidental spun this company off in 2014. Um, Occidental may well have done this because they saw the train wreck that was coming with fracking. It's not just COVID-19 that tipped this whole thing over. It started a long time ago. And um, so there is a law in California that would require Occidental to step in and pay those obligations if. CRC doesn't cough up. And there's a new state law that just took effect that would allow CalGEM to collect up to $30 million per company to 
financial resources available for plugging these orphan wells if the owners fold and they can't afford to fulfill their cleanup obligations. And, 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 and this is good on that. But that and, and just, this is this is a good wake up call for Governor Newsom too, that he's got to demand. He's got to demand that before a well permit is issued, and we know there's been thousands of well permits issued in the last year, before right. a well permit is issued, the bonding to clean that well has to be put up. So this is going to be a hard lesson for him, but maybe it's a lesson that going forward, that's something he needs to do. Yes, we, we certainly can uh, encourage that and should encourage that. All right, Lisa, all the time we have today, thank you for joining us on the Rage for Justice Report. I'm Jamie Court, your host. You can uh, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast, SoundCloud. We appreciate you coming with us this journey on the Exposed Confront train, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks.